Have you ever wondered, where's the tiniest coffee shop in San Francisco? Full disclosure, I did not check with the county assessor on the answer in this podcast, but I think we do have the correct answer. How does one particular restaurateur show caring for neighbors when disaster strikes? I'm Blair Helsing, the producer of this podcast. These and other questions are answered here in Episode 3 of North Beach Now. Hello and thanks for listening. Our guest, Nick Flulis, visited ROR Studio on August 26, 2018 for this interview. Nick's commitment to North Beach is apparent. This intro was recorded September 13, 2018. Here's my interview with Nick Flulis. Nick Flulis, welcome to North Beach Now. Thank you. Very good to have you here. So Lily Hitchcock-Coit has been in many people's thoughts in recent days. Her 175th birthday was three days ago. Uh, We're recording this on August the 26th, and her 175th was celebrated on Thursday. So that's been in the news. And coincidentally, Nick, in this episode of the podcast, I'm focusing on Coit Tower and the application for landmark status, which I'm sure you're aware of. Oh, yeah. And then turning to the restaurant world, you're here to talk today in part about Lily Coit's, the restaurant that you are in the process of getting started. Yes. Give us a little, uh, let's rewind to 2017 and give us uh, some background on Lily Coit's, the property, because you've already taken it through a couple of iterations. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll give you the, the, the history. Um, as you know, the um, pre-2017, uh, 1707 Powell was considered one of the uh, one of the best restaurants in the city when it was the Washington Square Bar and Grill. It meant a lot to this community, um, to many people, many neighbors. And it's gone through multiple iterations since. And some other partners, or some partners of mine that are local, uh, J.P. Jox and uh, Elmer Mexicanos, you may um, know them from Tony's Pizza. Sure. Uh, great guys, been behind the bar there for quite some time, and then also at other places in the neighborhood. So um, we came up with a wonderful idea to, hey, we should we should do a restaurant bar together. And we looked all around the city. And naturally, you know, the brokers call you about this place or about that. And uh, one day I'm at my coffee shop and this guy comes up, buys a cup of coffee because I'd helped him parallel park out front <laughs> of the shop there in North Beach. And and I said, hey, what are you up to? And he says, I'm checking out this bar restaurant down the street. He comes back after he checks it out. I said, hey, how'd it go? He tells me all about it. And I said, well, awesome. You're going you're gonna to go for it? You're going to put a letter of intent in? He said, no, it's not for me. So uh, I called my partners. Two days later, we were in there touring it. A couple weeks later, we had, we had it in contract. And, um, and we knew about the history of the space. Um, and we wanted to honor that, not only by bringing back that hospitality that all the neighbors tell me that they always mm. felt there and what, how meaningful uh, the Washington Square Bar and Grill was. But we also, you know, we wanted to honor its history, but also the history of the neighborhood. And, um, you know, we went through a couple different ideas for various names. And, you know, Lily Coit's, you know, one, one fine morning and Tony Nick's, you know, it hit us right, right in the face and uh, uh, with some friends. And uh, there it was, Lily's. Great. So when you were getting into the building last year, it seems like nearly immediately you had the inspiration to have a holiday themed bar 
It was also a restaurant, correct? Correct. Uh, Decca yes, Halls. Absolutely. So, and you had a purpose and a mission in mind there. Yes. So, you know, here here at the end of September 2017, we get the keys to a perfectly functional restaurant. Um, it's permitted to be open and serve food and drink. And we now have the keys and and the ability to do so. But we knew that we wanted to change the footprint of it, and we wanted to go to the city and get our construction permits to move the bar around and to move the bathrooms a little bit and um, do things to the facade. Um, and as we all know, that takes time in sure. in the city. Uh, and we knew for the changes uh, that we were – it was going to be a little bit. Um, sometimes – a place just sits dormant for a while while you just wait to go through that process. But we had a perfectly functional restaurant and we said, well, Hey, we'll throw some parties or, you know, we, every time you turn around, somebody says, Hey, I need a place to do this. And we figured it would be that. As we discussed, I have a connection with Napa Valley. I've lived there twice. I make a little wine up there. And right at the beginning of October, as we know, the, the fire started happening through wine country in Mm -hmm. Northern California and they hit uh, Calistoga, where I used to live very hard, and the other partners that were in the project, uh, you know, lived up there as well. And so we knew that we wanted to do a holiday pop-up. We didn't know what it was going to be about exactly, but we knew that we wanted it to benefit the fire victims, uh, you know, in, in, in all of Northern California. Mm-hmm. So that's why we teamed up with um, rebuildwinecountry.org. And their affiliate, a small little organization called Habitat for Humanity. And uh, it exceeded, I think, all expectations by the end of Deck the Halls, which was quite a um, a festive festive little program. I've seen Uh, the cocktails online. There was, uh, you know, when you... When you make when you make uh, drinks and snow globes, you know uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna bring up some in the little Mar- Mariah Carey soundtrack. You know it's gonna bring up some some fun holiday uh, festive uh, undertones. Eggnog, we'll just leave it at that. But um, you know, in the end, uh, we ran that thing for just a little bit over thirty days, and and um, we raised uh, twenty thousand dollars for Habitat for Humanity to go towards micro. Um, you know, micro housing for those that had lost theirs, mainly mainly that were um, impacted in Sonoma. And then moving on, unfortunately, St. Patrick's Day, yeah. uh, the block adjacent to you there had the fire, and you followed up with that as well. Yeah, it seems to um, you know fires seem to be happening a lot, and you know, you know, uh, maybe it's a sign, obviously, that we had already um, called ourselves a coit. Uh, and uh, her involvement, obviously, with the volunteer fire department here in San Francisco. So it's, it seems to kind of all run together. Um, but, yeah, uh, those permits that I was speaking about that we were we were hoping and praying for for months on end, they came in uh, approximately the 14th of, 14th of March. Mm-hmm. And so my partners and I, um, you know, we're, we're going around the neighborhood having a good time. Also very festive, uh, celebrating the seven months of uh, – of hard work to get those. And we were celebrating and, and then, um, next thing you know, it's the 17th and, uh, I happen to be in the restaurant, uh, waiting on a delivery. And, um, you know, we see lights fl- fly by Powell street all the time, uh-huh. but then this time they weren't moving. Uh-huh. And, um, the shades were drawn because we were closed. Yeah. Um, we were going to break ground in two to three weeks and I go outside and there it is. You know, smoke's coming out, and what became hundreds of people were pouring out of the building. 
And that changed things. That changed things, obviously, for our community. Everybody can, everybody still sees that and still feels it. But here we are just watching these, these flames. You know, my partners are working down the street. JP came down and joined me. Um, we were concerned, obviously, for the surrounding buildings. I mean, luckily, there wasn't a whole lot of um, wind that day. Mm-hmm. But that building went quick. Yes. And it was very scary. Um, you could see it from planes. You know, I mean, you oh, could no see doubt. it. You could see it. Uh, it was a very scary time. And um, fortunately, our fire department put it, you know, it, it didn't spread. Uh, it was too late for the building. And unfortunately, the businesses underneath, um, the, the five businesses that ultimately be, became red tagged. Um, but they, they, they got under control. Um, and so therefore, I think it was a very uncertain time, obviously that evening, but then the weeks forming. Um, and uh, the partners and I decided to do doors open and bring all five of the businesses that were in that building under one roof in spirit. Um, the hawker style market. Um, you could still get a little bit of Thai food. You could still get some seafood items that were at Ferry Plaza. You could get a retail bottle of wine, something that wasn't a three or four times markup like a restaurant has to charge. You could go up and get a nice 18 or $20 bottle of rosé from Coit. And it was, we were fortunate because we could dream it, you know, but then yeah. We had a community around us uh, of sponsors and um, of people that put it together very quickly. Um, bad reference, I think, you know, but the best way to put it was from fire to open was about four and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just thought, you know, we, we, we have, you know, we have quite a few investors with two thirds of them being in the neighborhood. And we told them, we said, listen, we're going to be here a long time. This is a 21 year lease we have. But uh, we feel like we need to do this. Um, we thought 90 days was an appropriate amount of time to run it. We felt that that was a good amount of time to be impactful, not only for those that lost their job. But fundamentally, no matter who it was, building owner, business owner, employee of those restaurants, we felt that 90 days was a good amount of time for people to figure out what was next. Yes. And to a certain extent, even, even ourselves. Because as a member of this community, you know that that, that fire completely changed the landscape of that section of our community. Mm-hmm. And um, at least now we have a little bit of hope as to what the future may, may bring in regards to that uh, and the desire to rebuild. Um, but at the time it was very uncertain and we felt that this was, this was the way to go. And, I, you know, about half the opening staff was from across the street. You know, I knew them. Maybe I went across the rogue and had a beer and sat across the street from the bartender or the bar from the bartender. But we met so many people that you know, we we knew in passing as our neighbors, but we didn't. We never worked with them, or and sure. so, um, it the the number one thing that we heard over and over and over about doors open. Besides, oh, this is really cool, but it was it was how North Beach is this? You know, yeah. this is this is so North Beach. I mean, yeah, the the you know the priest is coming over from the church. You know, he's blessing the joint, and you know, and it just it just was very North Beach, um, very community. And um, and the lion's share of support for the event obviously came from from just within mm-hmm. within blocks. Oh yeah, I did a search on Facebook today for Lily Coits, and the first thing that came up were my own reviews. Um, <laughs> not not to blow my own horn, but well, thank you. Buddy. But I came in early <laughs> and often, and uh, had a wonderful time. So that will live on in memory. You've had. Uh, this spirit of community that's quite evident 
And you also have other ventures in the neighborhood, including Hole in the Wall Coffee. And How did that get started? So, um, so Hole in the Wall Coffee was started by a gentleman um, that was in the bar community here, um, Scott. And Scott was a, a character, uh, quite, quite the character, um, and uh, bar guy. And just said, you know, I don't really want to be up at three in the morning, four in the morning. And so he saw this little opportunity and he went down the path and all of a sudden had the smallest little coffee shop aptly named Hole in the Wall in uh, in the neighborhood, opening in March of uh, 2013. Uh, another neighbor took it over, uh, Zach. Uh, Zach uh, then married uh, uh, the farmer's daughter and moved to Bakersfield. And so he comes to me one time. He says, hey, you're, you're that customer that comes here every day, grabs a cup of coffee. I said, well, there's not any, you know, it's, 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 it's the closest cup of coffee to my house. And it's, oh, by the way, kind of delicious. And um, he says, hey, do you want to buy it? And I said, yeah, I mean, if I can fit back there in that nine by three box and <laughs> felt right. And uh, we, uh, we bought it. And, um, you know, we expanded the hours. And now all of a sudden, you know, if you're not open at seven o'clock in the morning, whenever people want a cup of coffee, like if, you know, you, you can't close on Mondays, you know, you know, it just, it doesn't work. Oh, it's a slow day in North Beach. No, no it's coffee. You got to be open. So it became this really cool, um, candidly was, it was personal, <laughs> you know, I was like, man, I'll probably just, I'll probably save, you know, a couple grand a year on coffee just by, by buying a coffee. Yeah. It didn't work out that way, oh, but, well. uh, but, uh, but it's been a uh, hole in the wall is the, it's the smallest business in the city. Um, certainly the smallest coffee shop. I get slightly offended when people refer to it as a, as a kiosk. I wouldn't call it that one, but it's just like European style walk up. There's no chairs. You just walk up. And in fact, neighbors in some cases bring their own chairs. I've noticed. Um, and that is, uh, an interesting, you know, kind of uh, conversation with the city when they call and say, you have chairs. I say, no, they're not mine. They actually belong to, you know, Joe, you know, who brings his own camping chair and sometimes he leaves it there and they're like, yeah, right, kid. You know, so it's always an interesting dialogue, but it, it, it's so cool because it's this thing that you just kind of pop upon, you know, and you think it's the coolest thing. And then we're selling coconuts like that makes sense. Yeah. Right. And, um, and, uh, you know, probably a personal point of pride is all the walking tours that happen in North Beach. Um, while they go to some of the cafes that have been in this community for 50 plus years, sure. naturally that makes sense. Yeah. But they always walk by us and point us out as this cool, small, cute, whatever, insert word here, cafe. And um, that's that's a nice point of pride. But it's it's quite the community uh, at Hole in the Wall. You um, you know your neighbor and, and a lot of times they're they're hanging out there. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a cool place to hang out. Good to have it there for a sure. A lot of dogs. A lot of dogs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got to have the bowls of water out there, along with the <laughs> yes, coffee. A lot of no, that. No doubt. A lot of dog treats from Jeffrey's. So um, doors open concluded at the end of July, winding down beginning of August. A couple parties, a um, couple neighbors' birthdays. Uh, we break ground here in the coming weeks now that we still have our permits, which is great. Um, and it'll be because it's quite the quite the change there. I mean, bar to the middle and the mezzanine that I told you about. Uh-huh. It's going to be about six months. So we're into the first quarter of next year. So yeah. um, we we won't go away. You know, we'll still do some community events and some some spirit events and things like that, and go there as Lily Coit's as a restaurant. Um, but uh, but we'll be down a little bit for construction. But uh, you know, we're, we're we're it's about time to open. You know, it's a, it's time to get to it. We'll check in with you on the podcast as as the months progress. Please. Also, I noticed on your website that you do have a mailing list 
Yeah. So please, that's something people can check out, and I'll put the address on our own website. Well, Nick Flulis, thank you very much for being here today on North Beach Now. Thanks, Blair. Great. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Our guest was Nick Flulis. Watch for the opening of Lily Coit's restaurant in 2019 at 1701 Powell Street between Columbus and Union. Grab a coffee or other beverage at your convenience at Hole in the Wall Coffee, 524 Union Street near Grant. They're open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. seven days a week, and they tweet at HITW Coffee. This wraps up Episode 3 of North Beach Now. Future episodes are already in the works. Our next episode will feature the intriguing and beautiful new store in North Beach called Igneous Theory. I'm Blair Helsing. We're on Twitter at now underscore beach. Feel free to follow us and reach us there. All podcasts will be available at our SoundCloud channel, and more platforms are coming soon. Thanks again for listening to North Beach Now. Signing off from Telegraph Hill.